You're listening to Season 7, Episode Number 1 of Strike the Match. In this episode, I talk about some of the updates that have occurred since we ended Season 6, some directions that we're going with Season 7, and also we'll be discussing the U.S. 2020 Census results. So with that in mind, let's... Welcome to Strike the Match with teacher and missiologist Dr. J.D. Strike the Match is a podcast that addresses matters related to missions, innovation, and leadership. Now here's J.D. Well, welcome back, listeners. I am so thankful that you have chosen to listen to Season 7. Season 7, Episode number 1 of Strike the Match. I know I say this every time, but... Um, I didn't know that we would ever make it to season seven. Uh, I'm always praying, you know, Lord, do you want me to do another episode? Do you want me to do a, another season? And uh, when we launched this thing, this thing back um, some time ago, uh, it's it's been like that ever since from, from season to season. And so we're in season seven, and I'm excited about season seven. I, there are some some exciting guests Actually, all my guests are exciting. Not some are exciting, and some are <laughs> not exciting. Uh, we got some. We got exciting guests coming on, and uh, I'll probably be doing some, uh, some just, uh, just me and the microphone episodes, uh, as I did quite a bit in season six. Um, season six was a little different uh, in that I, I spent more time on the mic uh, by myself than than with guests, as. Um, as compared to the, the previous five seasons, but we've got several several guests lined up. Actually, by the time you're listening to this, the interviews have already been recorded for the most part um, and just ready to be posted uh, because I usually record a bunch of these in advance. Not always, but but I try to. And so uh, I'll talk about that in just a second. But um, the end of season six, we passed, uh, I think, a significant milestone, one that I'm excited about, one that I'm very thankful about, and it's and it's all because of you, and uh, I sincerely, sincerely mean that, and the significant my, milestone uh, that I'm talking about is uh, the passing of 100,000 downloads. Now, um, by the way, podcasters don't like to talk about uh, downloads and things of that nature, and uh, and I get that I get it, it sound like it's bragging and boasting and things of that nature, but uh, I think in the context you'll understand why I'm sharing this with you. Uh, in, in in this world of podcasts on missions, innovation, leadership, uh, we're not in any competition with one another. But I say that to say, um, you know, some people look at that and they say, "Wow, that's a lot," and then others would say, "Man, that's nothing." And it just depends on how you look at it. Because uh, on the one hand, it is very true, uh, that's not that many. When you look at uh, some of the, um, uh, actually many of the podcasts that are out there written, written uh, produced for Christian audiences, that's, that's not a lot. I mean, there are podcasts out there that uh, have a large, much larger number than that. Uh, in fact, some of you uh, podcasters are out there. You, you, I mean, you know your stats. We keep up with them. We see them behind the scenes of what's going on. Um, you know uh, that you you exceed that number significantly in many cases. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, why am I encouraged by it? And here's why. I'll tell you why. Um, and it's why I share this number with you. Uh, 
I'm encouraged by it because really this podcast, and it's always been this way, uh, we we operate on what I call uh, sub-level three. In other words, when when you look at the podcasting world that's out there. You've got you got the you know the mainstream, if you will. But then when you move beyond the mainstream, you you come down a floor when you get into the Christian niche, if you will, the general Christian population. So that's that's sublevel one. But then in that audience, there is what I call sublevel two, and that's really the um, church and and and, um, and mission leaders that are out there. So now we're at sublevel two. Uh, but then within that community, there is a sublevel three, and that's where Strike the Match resides, and that is in the area of, of the missions community, uh, dealing with things related to, um, as my tagline, missions, innovation, and leadership for that sublevel. And so so I'm I'm encouraged. I see um, I see the number of listeners that are coming from all over the world, um, many many countries. Obviously, the U.S. audience is the largest, uh, with me being based here out of um, out of Alabama and Birmingham. Uh, but just very encouraged by that. And and so I again in the context of this podcast, I share that with you listeners to say I am incredibly incredibly thankful. That um, that I can share that with you. I don't I don't share that in a in a bragging way or a boastful way. I make no money off this podcast. Um, I, you know I I receive you know no financial support to do it. I just been doing it for these seven seven seasons, um, and um, I have no budget other than what's in my what's in my wallet, uh, and that's all. So so I'm not saying that in any sort of sort of bragging way, but I am truly saying. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening, for sharing this with others, and for um, discussing and then going into the world. Um, please keep it up. Please keep it up. I certainly certainly appreciate that. That's a big encouragement to me uh, because, after all, like I said, I, I didn't know that uh, we were going to make it this far into the journey. And uh, again, as you've heard me say on this podcast before, all podcasters are like this. You know, we um, we can see the raw data that comes in from from our accounts, but um, but we do not know the the people. Uh, we do not know the the lives of of the listeners that are out there unless we hear from them and the feedback we receive from them. And so I have received feedback uh, from many of you, and I'm just just thankful for that. So hey, keep up keep up the uh, keep up the listening and sharing. I appreciate that. Um, hey, while I'm self promoting. <laughs> about that. I promise this is not the self-promotion episode. Uh, however, seeing that I do not have paid commercials on my podcast, um, let, me, let me share a few other things with you. And I, I, again, I share this to, to uh, try to put resources into your toolkit. So um, uh, one of the things that I've been doing over the past year, and some of you are aware of this, uh, is that actually goes back a little bit farther than a year. Um, but in the past year and a half or so, I've been I've been experimenting with my YouTube channel, and so if you just go to YouTube and just type in JD Payne, you'll you'll see my smiley face and you'll see the videos that pop up, you know, with my with my um, funny looking features that are there. I mean, there are a few other JD Paynes out there on YouTube, but um, but I'm easy to find. And so I've been trying to, you know, I've just been sort of sort of experimenting. And I know you've heard me say this uh, before. Uh, probably about a year ago when I started this and and it's coming along fairly well and so I have um, I have mapped out for the uh, the next several um, 
several weeks, uh, several months actually, to uh, to be uh, continuing in that process of posting videos. And so a couple things that I do there, uh, and, and I say all that to say, hey, I want you to go and subscribe. Um, there are things that I do at YouTube that I do not do on Strike the Match. Uh, I just can't do it. It just, it, it, it just, it just wouldn't, it just, this format, the audio format just doesn't work well. Uh, but one of the things that I do is, uh, I typically post two types of videos. Uh, one video, uh, type is generally, uh, related to any sort of topic. Uh, maybe I do it on innovation. Maybe I do it on empowering students, uh, getting them to the, shepherding them to the marketplace, uh, a video on communication, um, uh, you know, of the gospel. Uh, but then there's another type of video that I do, and I call it This Week in Mission History. And so what I'll do, and all these videos I try, I try to keep brief, though, that there, there are some that run uh, 20, 25 minutes, something like that. Um, but they're basically videos looking at significant, or <clears throat> excuse me, looking at individuals, looking at um, uh, events, looking at um, moments throughout uh, church history. Of, of significant dates on the calendar. So maybe I have a video, for example, uh, of John Nevius, and I'll look at some of his methods. I have a video on David Brainer. Uh, the most recent one that I posted a week ago, and I'm trying to post these about every other week. So if you follow the pattern, uh, I'm usually doing, you know, for right now, uh, during this kind of experimental uh, stage to see if this is a resource that you want and a resource that you use. Um, again, part of the reason why I'm continuing to do um, Strike the Match uh, as I pray through this is that I think the Lord is revealing through your stories and also through the numbers um, that there are people listening. And so um, so about every other week, I will be posting a video on my YouTube channel. And uh, on the other weeks, I'm usually doing a video, or excuse me, I'm usually doing a, um, a Strike the Match episode. Uh, and so we'll see how that goes over the next uh, several weeks. So, most recent video. Most recent video was on uh, the, the early Moravians. Uh, last week, it was last week, uh, last week in mission history, going all the way back to 1732, uh, the Moravians sent their first two uh, members of their community to the West Indies to serve among the slaves living there, to share the gospel with them. And it launched a movement. It, it completely transformed a paradigm in Protestant work uh, throughout the world, uh, going all the way back to 1732. And so, um, hey, if you are into uh, to YouTube, you're into videos, if you, if you want to get some more resources, resources that I do not deliver here always at Strike the Match, let me encourage you to check, check that out. So uh, subscribe there. Um, and then another thing, another thing that I, I, I typically do during um, during the fall of the year and, and then during the spring of the year, until right now uh, we're falling into that fall of the year at the time of this recording, is um, on my on my Instagram account. I I do I do what's called um, um, quick lessons. So it's generally I usually do this maybe once a week. Uh, quick lesson, sixty second video clip. Uh, just dealing with some kind of uh, of quick lesson to think about, something to apply to life, to ministry, and so hey, I want to just want to encourage you to do that. If um, if you're not tracking me with me on Instagram, go over and check that out as well. So um, so there are my um, there are my self promotion of social media things that are going on. 
I know that um, some of you have been wondering about um, about my next two books that are coming out. Uh, those of you that uh, listened to season six, uh, the last two episodes of season six, I uh, did those on publishing and writing. And, uh, and I've talked uh, a great deal throughout season six in various episodes about my book, Apostolic Imagination. So I uh, wanted to give you all an update on, on what's going on there. Since uh, we uh, last posted uh, season, season six of Strike the Match. So, um, Theology of Mission, a Concise Biblical Introduction, and uh, the other book, Apostolic Imagination, Recovering a Biblical Vision for the Church's Mission Today. Both of those books are, at this point in time, scheduled to be released in February. Uh, my Theology of Mission book is uh, being published by uh, Lexham Press, and my Apostolic Imagination book is being published by Baker Academic. And again, this was not my planning or anything, and these publishers have not collaborated together, at least according to my knowledge. Uh, but they're, tentatively, the date for release on both of these books is about a week apart in February. So it's right around Valentine's Day. So nothing says a romantic Valentine gift for your 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 lovely... Um, loved one than giving them a couple of books from J.D. Payne. I tell you, that's, that's, that right there will be a hot date uh, if you give that to, uh, to your significant other. Um, but no, seriously, right now both of those books are available for, for pre-order, and uh, I want to encourage you to do that. If you uh, are interested in uh, a biblical theology of mission, I do something totally different in this book than anything else uh, that I've seen on this topic, and that is, uh, one, it's a concise in, uh, concise work. It's a, it's a concise biblical introduction as a subtitle. So I try to condense down a great deal of some of the the weightier works that are out there, some of the, the, the works that um, are often um, difficult for a lot of people to, to, to wade through with all the notes and things of that nature. And then the other thing that I do is I actually take a, a different approach than, than most, and that is um, I treat the the Old Testament uh, according to the structure of the Tanakh, and so I look at the Old Testament in a three part division. In other words, I look at the theology of mission in the Torah, uh, in the um, writings, and in or excuse me, in the Torah, prophets, and in the writings. So that uh, threefold structure uh, that uh, I, th- I believe uh, was in place. Uh, in the first century, you know, we, we see references to that throughout the New Testament with uh, uh, even Jesus on the Emmaus Road talking about, um, uh, or Luke describing that Jesus opened their, their hearts when he walked along the road with the two uh, and taught them about everything that was written uh, in him according to that which was in Moses and the prophets and Psalms, which really represents those three divisions. And so those divisions in the uh, the Hebrew, what we'll call the Hebrew Bible, those three divisions are actually organized differently than our English translations of the um, of the Hebrew Old Testament, and and I think that there is a canonical um, value to looking at a theology of mission through uh, the lens of that um, that setup in the Old Testament looking at theology mission through 
Torah through prophets and through writings. And so, for example, when you come to the end of uh, what we would call the Old Testament, um, the the last book is actually what we would call Second Chronicles, or actually First and Second Chronicles, because they were one book in the um, in the uh, the Hebrew, and so, or in the Tanakh, if you will. And so um, there is a there is an element to the structure that's there that I think uh, influences in in a in a different way, but in a good way. Uh, the notion of looking at the Old Testament and a theology of mission. So, um, so let me encourage you to check that out. Very, it's unique in in what I've done, and uh, I'm very excited about that book. I've been wanting to do a theology of mission for a long time. The uh, the other book, uh, also very excited about, and that is a book that has been on my mind for, oh wow, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess, maybe 15 years or more. And that is apostolic imagination. And basically, what I do in this book is is I'm, I'm I'm arguing that we need to go back and return to that apostolic mindset, uh, that way of thinking that we can discern through the writings of the the New Testament in particular, but the New Testament builds on the Old Testament. And so, uh, so this book uh, really divided into two sections. I, I basically talk about in the first section what is the apostolic imagination, and then I look at the I look at the challenges to that imagination based on what is happening in the world of missions today, and then uh, I do uh, quite a bit unpacking the notion of the New Testament understanding of apostolos, or what we call uh, apostle. And then the second part of the of the book is 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 reimagining a variety of things. Maybe I should just sum it up this way: reimagining everything under the sun when it comes to the way that we think about, particularly in the West, this thing called missions. So reimagining the language that we use, you know, missions, missionary, missional, that, that, that terminology, reimagining our definitions. So what, what, exactly, uh, what exactly is a missionary? I mean, is a missionary a church planner? Is a missionary someone who, who goes and, and helps out at a medical clinic? Is a missionary a teacher? Um, reimagining our purpose in this thing that we call this global work, reimagining the functions of the people that are sent, reimagining our strategy, reimagining even the role of the West in light of the growth of the majority world church. And so, um, so I, I push, I push the, I, you know, you all read my stuff, you listen to my stuff. So I, I push the envelope on some things. And uh, I think it's really important that we think about some of these things. And so really excited about this book called Apostolic Imagination, uh, Recovering a Biblical Vision for the Church's Mission Today. And so, hey, both of these books, they're out there for pre-order. Let me encourage you to uh, to uh, add those to your library, but do not leave them on your shelf. Take them and apply them. All right, so what else? What else has been going on? Well, I mean, since since season six ended, um, you know, we went through that time period where, at least in the states, uh, and I again, I know that not everyone that's listening is from the states, but at least here in the states, we we really felt like we were going to be in a better position with COVID, and um, and things uh, things have not moved in that or not in that direction right now at the time of this recording. Things uh, have been increasing, and. Um, and we just, you know, we just received word about the um, uh, approval uh, with the with the Pfizer FDA approved Pfizer 
uh, just uh, this past week, if I'm not mistaken. And so, so COVID continues, and, and that's out there in the news, and it's, it's affecting uh, many parts of the world, uh, affecting your lives as well. We all um, know people that have um, been impacted by it in, in some shape, form, or fashion, and, uh, and, it's, and it's very much out there. Uh, just within recent news, the, um, the devastating earthquake in Haiti, uh, so tragic, so tragic um, to hear that, um, recognizing that, that there are, I'm sure, many that still had not recovered from the previous uh, destructive um, earthquake a few years ago. And then, of course, the, the matters and the developments that have just recently happened in Afghanistan. Um, again, just just other tragedy uh, there as well. And I know, uh, as Strike the Match listeners, those places in particular, Haiti and Afghanistan, and, and then, of course, COVID matters. I know they've been a part of um, matters of your heart. You've been praying for the church in those parts of the world. Uh, the struggles that um, brothers and sisters are going through, the concerns, the fears that people have, um, so many different things, so many different things. And I just want to encourage you to to continue on, keep keep on keeping on in doing the good work of, of bearing uh, one another's burdens, even though you may not know that one another that is living in other countries from, from where you are. And so, so, yeah, please continue to think about that. Hey, on another positive note, um, this year, actually in about a week, so this is an encouraging note, four years, four years I've been at Samford University. I mean, I, it, it's, I know, I know we, we say things like, wow, the time has flown by, where has the time gone, I can't believe that, but I mean, this morning, I, I was, during my devotion time, I was just kind of reflecting, um, on some matters. And, and I mean, I, I remember the beginning like it, like it really, like it was yesterday. I know we say that phrase often, but it, but it's very true. And so, yes, so Sanford University, the uh, Christian ministry department kicked off uh, the uh, Christian ministry major uh, three years ago. So been there three years. This, um, this coming fall semester begins year four. So, if you've got a college student that is looking for a wonderful university, let me encourage you to consider Samford University in Birmingham, Alabama. Again, I'm not getting paid to say that either. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm not only not only advocating, but I'm also a user as well of the product. So, uh, uh, yeah, if you know someone that you think would benefit for or benefit from doing their undergraduate studies in Christian ministry, hey, I would love to talk to them. Send them my way, jd.pain at Samford, Sam, as in the man's name, samford.edu. If you send them to jd at Stanford or something else similar, uh, totally different schools that are out there, but love to talk to them. And uh, one of the things I was really excited about uh, that we developed uh, about a year and a half ago was an intercultural engagement minor, 18-hour minor designed for people, students that are not in our department. So students that are in political science or business or education, whereby they can develop great commission training uh, that will go with their very marketable degrees wherever the Lord may take them throughout the world. So, um, yeah, four years about to begin. And so 
That's another update since uh, season six ended. Well, something else that has happened here in the United States that only happens once every decade, and that is the uh, release of the census data or the collection of the census data. So um, for those of you that are not in the States, um, you know, different countries obviously do have different time frames when it comes to their uh, collection of their census data. The U.S. does it every every 10 years. And so while COVID obviously has been a factor or was a factor in the collection of the data, um, the results just came out. I think um, at the time of this podcast, I think they, they may have been out for, I don't know, two weeks, something like that, maybe three, something. And so I just wanted to, to just share a few things with you on on information from the census data. Uh, particularly population change, uh, things related to race and ethnicity, the urban locations, and uh, where the largest locations, you know, in the country. I, I think it's important uh, to, one, to understand the demography, or the demographics, uh, in the place where you live in the world, wherever that may be. Uh, that is so critical to contextualization of the gospel. It's so critical to uh, the contextualization of of what it means to live out the Christian faith as believers. And so uh, we need to be people that not only are people of God's word, as you've heard me say before, but also we need to be people of God's world. And so uh, this information just came out. And so my U.S. listeners especially, you need to, if you haven't already, you need to go to census.gov, C-E-N-S-U-S, census.gov, and you will find some excellent information, tables, interactive maps. Uh, it, it looks really good. It's, it, it's very user-friendly, um, and, and I think it'll give you some, some great insight into things that have taken place uh, within the past 10 years since the last uh, uh, collection uh, of information that's out there. So, so what are some things that we can learn? So I'm going to give you some numbers. I'm going to give you some stats. I'm going to try to be careful and try to keep it, uh, not as boring, um, with numbers. Uh, when I was putting this together, I, I had had a memory come to me one time back when I was one of the pastors with the church of Brook Hills here in Birmingham, that uh, two or three of us were standing around uh, a desk, uh, uh, in our church's, uh, office area, and I remember David Platt coming down the hall, and he said, if you all are listening to J.D. talk about some presentation, I'll guarantee you it has statistics in it. And uh, that's indeed what they were, they were looking at. And, uh, and he was right. So there were stats in it. Um, yes, I, I am known for including stats in a lot of my presentations and things of that nature, and um, I don't always do that, but I think this would be helpful for you. I'm going to go through some of these things fairly quickly. I know that if you're just listening to this podcast during your your exercise or your 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 drive down the road or something like that, I want to be careful because I don't want to put you to sleep. You may run off the road uh, and and get hurt or something. But what are we looking at right now? The U.S. population, the estimated population of the U.S. is 333 million people. 333 million people. That puts us in third place behind. India and China, uh, when it comes to the largest countries in the world, population-wise. So the estimated global population is about 7.8 billion people. 
So 333 million people. The overall racial and ethnic diversity of the U.S. since the 2010 census has increased. Um, What we see, according to these numbers that have just come out recently, the most prevalent racial or ethnic group in the United States um, uh, that we see was listed as the what they're calling white alone, meaning only groups, individuals that consider themselves white. Um, and uh, that number has actually decreased. The percentage has actually decreased. And so from 2010, it was about 64% of the population. Now the what we'd say the, the white alone or the white population of the U.S. is down. It's down to about 58%. The uh, Hispanic Latino population was the second largest racial ethnic group, comprising about 19% of the population. And the black, or also known as uh, African-American population, which would not include any um, Hispanic uh, groups in that, uh, they come in in third place at about 12% of the U.S. population. If you begin to look at, like, diversity, um, and diversity is often, uh, the census talks about this on the website, uh, looking at population size and, and density, in a, or excuse me, um, the size of the population um, and the density of those, popula- those, those groups within an area. When you look at diversity across the U.S., um, Hawaii comes in at number one as the most diverse state, followed by California and Nevada. Um, Florida comes in at number 10 on the list. Uh, When you begin to look uh, at some of the groups that we see, the white population, uh, as I mentioned a second ago, remain the largest race ethnic group, if you will, uh, with about 204 million people identifying as white alone. Uh, That number, it actually decreased, as I mentioned just a a moment moment ago. Uh, Latino Hispanic population grew from about 50 and a half million to 62 million in uh, in this 10-year period of time. Uh, slightly more than half of the total U.S. population growth in the past 10 years has come from the growth of the Hispanic and Latino population. The government's website makes a disclaimer. They acknowledge that maybe some of these changes in population growth among some of these different groups or decline is quite possibly due to the way that the questions were worded and they believe that uh, some of the changes among these different groups uh, over this past 10-year period of time uh, could be attributed to demographic change. But at the same time, uh, they think that there were improvements with their design tool that allowed the questions on race and ethnicity to be designed in a better way. Uh, what about the American Indian and Alaska, uh, the Alaska Native population? Well, that uh, group increased by 160%. How about the Asian population? Uh, we also see in the, that community uh, that about 20 million people identified as Asian alone, which was up from about 15 million in 2010. What about urban locations? In 2020, 86% of the U.S. population lived in metro areas, but that was only up one percentage point from 2010. So the urbanization slowing down in this country, and that's been described and defined and articulated for, for a while now. That's, that's not really news. What about the fastest growing states? Utah, 
fastest growing state in the U.S., followed by Idaho, Texas, North Dakota, Nevada. Largest states, California, followed by Texas, Florida, New York, Pennsylvania. Ten states had populations of over 10 million people, 10 million or greater. That group, those 10 states, contain more than half of the U.S. population. So, folks, I'm going to call that for Season 7, Episode Number 1. My plan is that in our next episode, you're going to be hearing a conversation. It took place between myself and Peyton Jones, who has recently released his book, Church Plantology, The Art and Science of Planting Churches. So, hey, stick around. Check out the next episode when it's released. Uh, Be a subscriber. Don't miss out the conversation that I have with Peyton. And again, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe. And thank you so much for your support and your prayers. See you. You have been listening to Strike the Match with J.D. You can find J.D. on Instagram, Facebook, or follow him on Twitter at J.D. underscore. And if you'd like to check out more books, posts, and podcast episodes, visit jdpain.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast on your favorite Android app or at iTunes. And we'd be honored if you would consider rating us or leaving comments. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you'll join us next time.